What's up, guys? It's Kevin Clem. Um, this week on the Shetler Show, we sat down with Ted Barrow. Uh, you may know him as Feedback TS on Instagram. Uh, we discussed living in Manhattan, uh, his job as a museum curator, uh, meeting Anthony back in the Five Barrow days, um, Ted's first skateboard, going to college in California, and then actually becoming a college professor, um, his Instagram page, uh, his opinion on skate artists, and the benefits of talking shit, and much more. Um, he had a lot to say, and he was a very well-spoken dude, so I think you guys will really, really like this episode. Um, I, th- I had an awesome time sitting and listening to him and Anthony chop it up, and, uh, yeah. Um, also, real quick, uh, check out allineedskate.com. That has everything that we're doing, so you can log in there, and that's basically just the hub, all our apparel, decks, um, podcast episodes, random other skate edits, stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, be sure to check all that out. All right, guys, enjoy. I just love the skating and the scene. Rain, rain, go away. All I need is a skateboard today. Board today. Board today. This is the Shetler Show featuring professional skateboarder, podcaster, and All I Need Skate founder, Anthony Shetler. So everyone was, it was hot. Everyone was doing it. Yeah, they're looking for their dad's fucking metal skateboards in the garage. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Get on this thing. <laughs> Each episode brings you amazing discussions with interesting people from all walks of life. Kind of when skateboarding clicked for me and you learn some tricks or whatever and you get that appreciation from your peers, you know, the other skaters are like, holy shit, like, yeah, dude, that's rad. Admiration. Yeah, yeah that admiration or the, the affirmation. Real. Recognize real. If I didn't experience those crazy moments in my life, then these great moments would never be as great as they have been. Honestly, like for me, I just loved it. Like I saw those dudes, I saw those videos, and I was like, holy fuck, this is sick. Yeah. This is what I want to do. Hell yeah, Ted. Thanks for coming on the show, man. Yeah, my pleasure. Happy to be here. So, let's start with, where are we right now? Where are you at? Uh, I am in Manhattan, in my apartment. Nice. I've lived in the same place for about a decade. It's a total shithole. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to ask you about. What's Manhattan all about? Seems like the fucking belly of the beast on the East Coast. Yeah, it is. Um... <clears throat> It's cool. I don't know. You know, I've been living in New York for 16 years. And when I first moved to New York, I lived in Brooklyn. And it sort of seemed like Manhattan was where everything that was cool was. And by everything that was cool, I literally mean Tompkins and Max Fish. Hell yeah. Those two, and, when I would go to New York, that was where I'd like to go and check out. Yeah, right? And so it just sort of seemed like if I was going to, like, if I moved across the country, like, why am I going to move a mile away from where I want to be. But at this point, living in Manhattan is quiet and expensive and kind of boring and a nightmare, and everything at school is where I used to live in Brooklyn. Um, so, I don't know, Manhattan's quiet and kind of, like, low-key, especially where I live. I live on the Upper West Side. Like, there's really nothing going on up here, which is great. I love it like that, but, um, yeah, it's it's pretty mellow. What's, like, an average day for you? Hmm. Well, I work at a museum in Yonkers. Do you know where Yonkers is? Yep. Just north of the Bronx? Yep. 
And so an average day, I wake up at 5 a.m., like, make coffee, do Instagram bullshit. How do you like your coffee? Black. Nice. Me too. Nice. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And proud. Uh, And I get on the train, and I have a 90-minute commute to get to work. I work as a curator at a museum, so it's a lot of time at my desk, a lot of time writing shit, researching, sometimes working, like, curators basically, like, find art and, you know, like, we, like, either work with living artists, go to go to other museums and borrow art or deal with our own uh, private, coll- like, permanent collection. That must be so, fucking, that must be heavy because the location of where you're doing this. Yeah, it's, I mean, Yonkers is pretty cool and the museum's great, but it's a long... It's a huge commute, dude. I take, like, a 45-minute subway ride to the Bronx, and then I get on a bus for another 45 minutes. Gnarly. And, uh, you know, the type of people that, like, I've seen some crazy shit on the bus. I mean, a lot of times it's just people going to work, particularly my hours, but there's, like, people coming out of jail. There's people, like, about to be in jail. There's children. There's elderly. Like, it's, it's humanity. It's really interesting. Yeah. yeah, New York in general, just going into the city from, coming from like, uh, outside, I'm outside Boston, I'm in Taunton, Mass, there's a huge skate park here, that's why I'm here, cause, you know, winters are rough, but, um, driving in is just so crazy, cause it's so diverse, and so, it seems like it's like switched on all the time, there's so much energy and shit, and like, maybe I'm just sensitive to that type of shit, but I'll go into the city and like, I could last like, I did a month one time, and I was like, I don't think I could do that again. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I I don't know how I can. I mean, you, you definitely got to, you can find your ways of, like, part of the reason I live where I live is I live right next to a park, you know? Which so, park? Which park? Riverside Park. And then I'm only, like, three and a half blocks from Central Park, so it's pretty, like, it's pretty easy for me to find quiet and, like, be sort of close to something green. But, um, yeah. I, on the other hand, I always really liked... Like, I like the energy, and I like how overstimulating it is, and I like the the fact that there's fucking a thousand people around you at all times, because it means that you can either, like, be anonymous, or you can be the loudest motherfucker there. Yeah. Like, no one's gonna give a shit. You Na- know? Like, Nardelli proved that. Nardelli always yeah. proved that. Every time. <laughs> and that's the thing. It's, like, it's such an intense place that you see kind of people come and go, like, people go through crazy changes, like, people grow up, people retire, like crazy shit you know like in 16 years of course you're gonna see a lot of a lot of shit yeah where were you li- like where were you where um, were you living before that um I went to school in LA so I went to college in northeast LA at Occidental prior to that I grew up in Austin Texas um and I've spent some I like lived in Europe for a little while like in France and I don't know like but mostly like Texas California and here gnarly that's a pretty fucking wide spectrum of places yeah, it's the, it's the three places where everyone wants to move, basically. Like, Texas has the five fastest-growing cities in America. Uh, California, people move there, and, you know, New York City seems to be a pretty popular place for people to come if they're, if they're rich. Have you chose all these places? I don't know, yeah. I mean, I didn't, cho- I didn't choose to live in Austin. I, my parents moved there. But, um, like, I wanted to go to school in Cali so I could skate, like, famous spots. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like, I started going to school in, like, 96 out there, and so that was, like, the heyday of, not quite the heyday, but there are still a lot of L.A. schoolyards. You can skate the courthouse, the old courthouse, you can skate downtown, and that was really important to me. 
and same with New York. Like I kind of grew up watching East Coast skate videos, and I didn't care about anything about New York but the fucking skating. And so, you know, like when I first came here, I had that same experience that you're talking about, where it's you respond to that energy and it's overwhelming and the diversity and all that. And I love like that you could just you're surrounded by concrete, but I also just love like having access to that part of my. I spent so much time like thinking about like the East Coast and sweating like New York shit when I was like in Texas that like it was cool to have those people there, have those spots there and have that like physical history right there, you know? Yeah, it's insane. I, I remember I remember going into New York and just skating around the city all day and like being so fucking dirty from all the pigeon shit you follow in your skating and just yeah, like it's grimy <laughs> shit. I mean, that's that's the best thing about it though, it's like it's like beautiful and there's like, you know, beautiful women everywhere and and it's like really glamorous but it's also just fucking filthy and it'll always be filthy because there's so many people it's just a grimy place like i love it yeah yeah it's definitely sick um yeah i do a month and then i'm like i can't do it anymore i need to like get away or something unplug and uh yeah. But I miss it, you know? Like, I, I, I want to go back now. I went back for the House of Vans recently, drove in. I was pretty sick and skated with all the fiber guys. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah, I mean, the good thing is, it's like, it's also not just, like, one thing, you know? Like, no matter, like, what you're into and who, what, like, what type of skating you like, like, whatever, like, there's going to be something for you in this city, you know? Like, you can skate with the fiber dudes, you can skate with fucking, I don't know, like, I mean, a perfect example, like, I was leaving I was walking around Brooklyn this morning and I went to that Borough Hall spot which is the stupid spot in front of a courthouse with like two crappy stairs and a bunch of flat ground inside it's a fun place to skate but the spot sucks sounds awesome yeah but it's like and like the Adidas team is there and like fucking you know like Yage is there fucking Cairo Foster Diego like all these you know it's just sort of like cool that you can just be walk out your front door and run into like people that you think about skateboarding all the time you know Kyle. like you might know these people but you also might just sort of be like holy shit like this is all I like the intimacy in New York too like the yeah. fact that you can sort of like there would be millions of people here but you're gonna see the same 10 or 20 people yeah you know, wherever you go yeah I've noticed that That'd be sick to wake up and go bump into Carl Foster at a spot. That's yeah, dope. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> so fuck, watch him do some nollie flips for a while. You're like, oh yeah, yeah. that's fucking yeah, awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, how old are you now? I'm 41. Nice. Well, we met like Fibro days, right? So like. Yeah, that would have been 2002 or three. Yeah, and what always stuck with me was your switch skating. How good you were at switch, and then people started saying it. Like, I feel like switch just became a thing for you. <laughs> uh. I don't know, like, thank you, I mean, I kind of, I think I, I learned a lot of bad habits skating regular, because I've been skating since, like, 87, nice. and I pushed Mongo for the first, like, three years, because I was, like, well, you know, like, little mini ramp skating fat kid. Good for you. <laughs> I mean, so, like, I just, like, I honestly, even in the period where I was, like, a street skater in the 90s, and I could ollie over trash cans and shit, I never really had that good of pop skating regular, and... Skating switch just I got to learn like how to do like all the cool tricks better because nice. I didn't have like these shitty bad habits from the eighties. <laughs> so like I just and and after a while you start getting hurt. Like I broke my right foot. I'm regular footed. I broke my right foot when I was eighteen, and so that meant that I couldn't really like ollie on that foot. So I just started skating switch more and trying like go. I could do switch flips 
on that foot, but I couldn't like put any pressure on it. So I started, you know, like, yeah. that should just, it was a good time to grow up because I could see switch skating progressing and it was really exciting to be part of it. Not like, like, like part of it, like I was like progressing shit, but I could, you know, you, switch was something you could learn and like everyone seemed to be on the kind of same learning curve in the nineties where you'd be like, Oh, I guess I could do that switch. Like, why not? You know? Yeah. I've seen like, that. I've seen that with like, I'm sorry, I've seen that with, like, a lot of different types of skating. Like, there's moments yeah. where, like, someone it steps up a little bit, and then everyone's on that level, and it's like... Totally. Yes, people are skating switch, like, crazy. And remember Solomon August, how good he was oh, at yeah. switch flip and stuff? Like, Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he, was, he was, the like, the guy... And what's rad about him is that he looked... You know, because he was from San Jose, he, like... He wore, like, Dickies and Ben Davis and, like, white vans and, like, he kind of just looked like a NorCal gnarler and he could skate tranny, but he could also switch Ollie over a fucking fire hydrant. <laughs> really good style. And that was, like, cool to see because it just sort of legitimized, like, the skating, which was sort of like a joke in 91 or 2. You know, you'd be like, oh, he did a switch, but, like, then you see someone going fast doing shit switch. Lenny Kirk was another person. He was in Houston when I was still in Austin for a little while in like 94 and he was just fucking tearing through that part doing switch backside 5.0s at full speed and like switch all in the pyramid and shit and I just remember thinking like oh like you could just kind of take that same like aggression like that you have regular sk- like skating regular and do a switch did you not ever did you have, like, go ahead sorry. no let's go ahead I'm sorry I'm just saying, not like I'm like, oh yeah, I, I skate and switch like Lenny Kirk. Fuck no. But like, I'm just saying, like, you, it was cool to see that because you could sort of see how you could catch up. Did you ever have the cornrows like Lenny? Fuck <laughs> 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 hey, Dude, he's such an interesting character, too. On top of that, I believe he was like yeah. fanatical, like religious person, too, I believe. I can't remember. Yeah. I've read some stuff. The last time I saw him uh, was like 99 or 2000. I was at USC. Is that those that ledge spot? Yep. And I I encountered him a bunch, you know, like he knew like a lot of the Houston dudes, like I said, and I think even I seen him in San Francisco a couple times. But he was like, I know he'd been to jail at this point, <laughs> and he was like freestyling. He he was like freestyling to this kid, like he had like, you know, he looked nuts, nice. like, like, and he was like, you know, busting a freestyle to this random like Mexican kid that was sitting on ledges. And then he just grabbed the kid's board. He's like, yo, let me see your board. He grabbed his board, threw down, and full speed did the sickest fucking switch frontside lip slide on, like, one of the ledges. Like, you can picture how he does switch frontside Yeah, lip yeah, down. fast and oh. powerful and, like, on yeah, the edge. You're yeah. like, oh, Boosting, shit. Like, just, yeah. like, you know, a full 180 type deal. Yeah. And uh, and then, like, handed his board back. And I mean, I think he was, like, freestyling about God, you know, like, it's weird. It was cool. It was fucking... Yeah, I mean, I loved that shit like that. Yeah, crazy. That's a crazy character I haven't thought about for a long time. There's, like, dudes like that that if someone just mentions them, you, like, remember their whole, like, back catalog of skateboarding, you know? Oh, for sure. (laughs) Yeah, and he had such a distinct style and, like, everything. I mean, also, that was the cool thing is, like, that not that many pros or people that kind of made it skateboarding came through Texas, even though Texas had a great scene. But he was someone who was there before he came out to California, so we all knew about him. See. And so it was like six seeing him like get in a four one one and like, you know, then get on alien and all that sort of shit, like it sort of made sense. Yeah. Um, okay, let's shift let's shift back to the beginning. How'd you get your first board? Um, cool, yeah. I uh I was ten years old and I spent 
half my family's kind of from Northern California. Nice. So, um, I've always had like my older brothers that live just north of San Francisco. And I spent the summer with my brother surfing. And I'd been, when you're 10, I, like when did you start skating? 13. 13, okay. Yeah, it's kind of probably the same thing, but for me it was like, I, the year before, which was fourth grade, I had been like kind of like, it was like a sad year. <laughs> like I, I like, nice. I, I went to a new school and I like didn't have any friends and I was super uncomfortable. And like you're, if you're like nine years old, like you don't really have toys anymore. Yeah. You know, like I remember kind of growing out, uh, outgrowing like my GI Joes. Like I was like, oh, this isn't cool. But I did have like this like weird year where I was just like kind of depressed and like, I don't know, like uncomfortable in my own skin. And I remember spending the summer with my brother and surfing a bunch. And there was a crew of older skateboarders there that like surf too. And so I just like kind of like kick it on the outskirts of that crew. And, um, one of, you know, like I borrowed skateboards and then I think for my birthday, like, you know, I got a skateboard and it was a, um, well, I got a used one at the flea market. And nice. It was, called, it was a C-Flex. And I don't remember what kind of trucks I had or whatever, but I remember like my birthday, which was a couple months later, I got a Neil Blender GNS. There you the go. One. That was like, that was, that was a pretty heavy board. You were like, damn, I'm a skateboarder now. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. No, no, I mean, that's the other thing is I like had a Texas accent because I was from Texas, but I came back that summer saying like, like and dude and rad and awesome <laughs> and like sounding like a Californian, you know? Yeah. And that was really important to me is like, it wasn't just skateboarding, which was fun, but it's like pretty hard when you're a kid, you know, like you don't learn. It took me fucking three months to learn how to ollie up a curb. Yeah. Like, but like, if you, I, it was cool to have a code and like have friends that all sudden skated and like we had, you know, like we you dressed like a skater and you sound like a skater and pretty soon you were a skater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that that was the like thing. Shit. Yeah, I felt that too growing up. I was like, I felt like a skater at one point. You just felt like yeah. every, you were all friends. You go around and just wave to everyone, you know, just well, nod yeah. or like you would recognize each other as skateboarders or something, totally. you know. <laughs> and also the other thing too is I remember this like. All of fourth grade, I wanted a BMX bike because that was the thing, and I didn't have one. And like that was another. I was just like, damn, I don't have anything cool. And my fucking. I mean, this makes me sound spoiled, and I guess in some ways I was. But you I did brat. A BMX fucking BMX brat. bike for for my birthday that year too. And I remember dri- riding my bike down to my school that I was about to go to, and this kid was like, "What kind of bike is that?" And I was like, "It's a dyno or something like that." And he's like, "You don't deserve that bike." And I was just like, oh. and then like a month later, and I was kind of like ashamed of having this bike because this kid like told me I didn't deserve it. And so I was skating more. A month later, I saw that kid and like he had a skateboard, but I, and I had a skateboard, but I had like a better skateboard. And at, at that point, I was like more of a skater than him. So I was like, yeah, fuck you, dude. <laughs> ben Hendricks. He was like, you don't deserve that board either. <laughs> no, that's the thing. I, I kind of was like, well, you can't really say that about me, my, me and my skateboard because I'm like. Skateboarder, and you're not, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I found skateboarding, I like instantly obsessed about it, and like everyone who skateboarded, I wanted to know something about because it's just sick oh, that yeah, they yeah. skated and stuff, and like crazy, oh, obsessive. Like I, yeah, like I read. I mean, up until that point, I'd maybe read one book. I never read a fucking magazine. Uh, I read every fucking magazine cover to cover. I knew every skateboarder, who they rode for, what they looked like. 
And this, we're talking like 80s bird dinosaur dudes. Like, people no one even thinks about anymore. I was like, I knew all of I knew everything. I knew fucking ev- every letter and thrasher I read, all the, everything I read. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, it was cool. I mean, you know, it's like, I look at it like, it is just a continuation of like your, the toy thing, but it's also like, you gain entrance into this like new world of like teenage and adulthood culture where you're like, you know, you're just learning about your heroes basically and you have this awesome fucking activity. Yeah. And also like you're skating all the time, you know, and you're seeing like different parts of your town and like appreciating like where you live or with new places in different ways. I love that shit, too. Yeah, hell yeah. Every weekend, we've been doing... There's been, like, events in New England that we've been going to, and it's just, like, people from all over the different states, and you start seeing people come all the time and stuff. It's, like, pretty sick. Like, it's a good feeling when there's a lot of stuff going on with skateboarding. It's cool to to appreciate skateboarding for more than just the act of skateboarding, but, like, the characters in it, too, and the personalities and, like, the stories and shit. That part is, like, obviously, that's, like something that's pretty cool <laughs> yeah i think i mean it, it goes back and forth like sometimes i'm like you know the best thing about skateboarding is just skateboarding and then sometimes i'm like no it's the fucking skateboarding is amazing but the culture around skateboarding the people you meet the things you get to see the stories that happen like all that is like maybe the most important thing yeah. i mean the cool thing is they're both pretty fucking rad so you don't really have to make up your mind but like yeah yeah. It's sick yeah. that skateboarding has a culture and it's like generations deep now and it's like we get to be a part of that which is like you know yeah, totally. it's cool anyone yeah. anyone who just skateboards and puts effort into it and a, a, if, the, if you're skateboarding that's the proof you know that you skateboard you know. <laughs> well also it's just like it's a yeah it's a community like in this way that like other cultures or businesses or whatever don't really have you know. Yeah. Like at, at my um when I was when I at my job was at a museum like, they're like, you know, oh, how do we get more people involved and reach out to a younger audience or whatever? And, like, who do we know that could be, like, involved, like, in a multidisciplinary thing? And I'm just like, I I have a Rolodex in my head because of skateboarding. You know, yeah. like, I know fucking artists. I know people that do construction. I know people that do music. I know people that, like, you know, I know hundreds of people that represent, like, a more diverse crowd that would normally come to a museum. Yeah. And this, this is, like, something that's, like, I didn't actively reach out and try to, like, search for. It came to me through skateboarding. Yeah, yeah. And, like, a lot of, I'm, most people really do not have that. Yeah, it's crazy. You know? It's crazy to think that way. Well, you went to col- you went to college, right? You were saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never went to college. I finished high school, and then I was just off to races with skating, and then, uh, but I always wonder what, like, college life, what was it like for you? Honestly, uh, the reason I went to college, well, I'm, I'm super glad I did. It changed my life. But, like, the reason I did is, like, I was all poised to, like, go off and, like, move to California and just skate. Like, I wasn't, I didn't have, I wasn't under any illusions that I was going to, like, make it or anything. But I was like, I might as well. I don't have anything else to do. And I'm skating. It's, like, what my life, like, I don't know what else to do. Like, yeah. I just, you know, I worked in skate shops when I was, like, in high school and shit. Nice. Um, and like a month into sm- summer after my senior year of high school, I fucking shattered my ankle skating nice. at night, like nice. in a garage by myself. <laughs> Who are you trying? Uh, okay, so I had I had a fucking scab on my hand, like you know when you like slam on asphalt. Yeah, pepperoni. 
Yeah, and and those things you keep falling on them, and you always do. They just get worse and worse and worse. And I remember there was this four on one with Reese Forbes skating Pulaski, and he was doing like three sixty flips over trash cans on flat and shit. And I was just like, damn, I need to like, like get better pop and like start doing shit over trash cans. Like he's skating to like the instrumental of like. Wu Tang's like cream. And I, was like, just, I was like, this is so fucking cool, yeah. you know. And uh, so I dragged my parents' trash can into this garage at midnight because nice. that's when I would skate. You know, I didn't drink or smoke or anything. I was fucking virgin. Like I'm skating by myself to like two in the morning every night. And nice. And uh, I dragged this trash can in, and I, you know, I ollie it. I back one eighty it. I switch ollie it. But as I switch ollie it, I feel like I'm gonna fall onto that hand. Pepperoni time. So I did the thing where you put your foot out and all the weight's going this way. And it just, I heard it, you know, you hear your, your bone break. <laughs> just tibia and fibula shattered. Oh, good times, good times. Oh, and, and it was my right foot, dude. Like, I drove, so I had to use that as the gas and the brake to get home. And your pushing foot, too. Yeah. Damn. But I was skating switch a lot then, too, anyway. I mean, I, I broke it on switch all but still. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so I spent the summer in bed. And after that, I was like, man, I might have to have a backup plan. <laughs> like, so I, I, you know, worked for a year doing bullshit jobs, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to college. And college was cool. Sorry, that was a long answer to your question, but... Um, that was a good answer, though. College was like, I, I spent most of my time skating, and I realized that skateboarding was, like, offered a much richer life, like, in terms of, like, the culture, the people I would meet, and, like, what I would see of L.A. yeah. Like, most of my friends in college, I didn't have many friends in college, but most of them were just, like, you know, they're there to go to school. They didn't want to discover much about the city. Like, they're successful, super smart people, but they were just, like, kind of boring and mainstream to me. And I was just like, no, I want to, like, fucking skate downtown and hang out with the kids around Eagle Rock and, like, you know, get to, like, know this place the way that I know how. So, I mean, I left college thinking I was never going to go back, but now I'm in graduate school and I'm a fucking college professor, so... Damn, <laughs> that's sick, man. How how did you transition into that? Um, or what was the decision, or how? Yeah, what was the moment? Okay, so after after college, I moved to New York, and I was like, I kind of want to live in. I want to live in a place where I, I studied art history in college, the history of art, and I was like, I want to work in a place. I want to work in art. I'm just not sure how. So a lot of my first jobs in New York City were like working at galleries or working for artists or working at art foundations but I would hit a wall where I was just like one this is kind of fucking boring I'm being treated like a slave I'm not making much money like I need to go back to school to to like to further my career but I don't want to fucking do that so then I started working at a bar nice and I was a bartender for like and that was really good money but like it kind of destroyed everything else this is turning into the Tom Cruise movie where he's like what's that movie where he goes to is it New York he goes and he gets a job at a bar yeah cocktail yeah, yeah cocktail yeah. no yeah. I, I just sorry to derail but I just watched that not that long ago <laughs> nice yeah no one gets close to home how was the bar place was it intense were you ready for yeah, that it was fucking crazy I worked, well, I worked <laughs> at this bar called Sweet Paradise and um it was like a, you know, it was like a homie bar, like, but I was like, even if I hooked up all my friends and they would tip a couple dollars, whatever, like, I would take home like $300, $350 a night. Yeah. And I'd have to stay, say, working, I'd work from like, you know, 8.30 at night till fucking 
5 a.m. Gnarly. And so it kind of, like, meant, like, yeah, I made money, but it was, like, the rest of my life was kind of just, like, I was just, like, if I don't do something, like, productive, like, I'm, this is going to be my life. Yeah, yeah. And, um, I would always go to the museum on my days off, and I was just trying to figure out, like, is it too late for me to go back to school? Like, what do I do? And one of my friends, actually one of my friends from college who didn't skate, but I stayed close with, one day he was, like, you know, he was just like, Ted, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, what? He's like, dude, you need to go to graduate school. Like, this is what you love. Like, you love art history. You love talking about art. You love showing people things, and you're good at it. Like, this is your fucking passion. Most people don't have that. Or if they do, they can't pursue it. But you, there's the potential here. So the writing's on the wall. That's right. And that's a, like, that's a good friend. Yeah. Yeah, it's very rare. And I'm super grateful to him because it took me a long time, dude, like, I had, it took me another year and a half to get into graduate school. The PhD program in art history, almost anywhere, is about nine to eleven years. Nine. So I'm still in it. I'm just writing my dissertation now. But like from that, you do you become a professor. I was I've been teaching for like five years. I don't teach as much now because I have a full time job at a museum. But um, yeah, it's cool. I mean, you know, some of my students skate. That's <laughs> like, sick. I, I definitely have like students that like didn't know that I skated and I didn't know that they skated and then I'll see them at LES and I'm like oh shit you know <laughs> yeah that's strange that's pretty sick though it's pretty sick I mean it's like I, I don't know who's like I'm probably more thrilled about thrilled about it than they are but like yeah it's cool to like skate with your students and like you know sometimes they're better than you sometimes they suck like <laughs> but it's just like a cool thing to you know I mean that sort of idea was in, unthinkable when I was in college. Yeah, same, same. It's it's a trip to be, like, sort of the old guy because there's, like, young dudes. Like, I film a lot, too, on top of skating, so I see, like, all these young dudes that are shredding and it's so sick. I'm like, dude, I'm, like, the old guy. Like, I, the old guy I used to remember, you know? Like, why is he stretching for so long? Or, like, he should be shredding, like... <laughs> yeah, get used to it, man. Like, that's, uh, I'm, I've been that guy. I kind of been more involved with skateboarding lately um but i've like yeah it took me a while most of my 30s i was like didn't want like didn't want to admit that i was the old guy but i fucking knew that i was the old guy you know yeah yeah I just, so i would just skate curves by myself and like you know try to pretend like that was okay <laughs> which it is you know yeah you, we need that space <laughs> yeah yeah i have a favorite curb it's in new bedford mass in front of uh no problemo it's a it's a sick curb. You skate that one, kick it. It's a solid curb. Yeah, nice. Um, it's nice to go there. The road's kind of busy, but if you wait the traffic out and it's just it's usually you skating a curb, it's an awesome feeling. Yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. New England, New York has good curbs. New England doesn't have very good curbs, man. Like I'm, if you have a good curb, like that's probably like a rare thing. I've I've noticed that like it's just big chunks of fucking granite. Like yeah. You know, yeah, like you don't have like that Cali red curb or painted like concrete curb. Yeah, it's rare. Yeah, in New York we have these weird metal edge ones and a few like concrete ones, but um, yeah, I have, a, I have a good curb around the corner from my house actually. It's begging for slapping these days. Yeah, it's clutch to have one of those. We've been having yeah. a lot of sick parks pop up, which is nice. Because, like, growing up, all the parks around here were so crusty and, like, prefab. Like, whoever designed them didn't actually skateboard. And they just, like, yeah. made them all the same size, like, cookie-cutter box of shape. And it's, like, and then the winter hits and all of them get off-centered and you got cracks. And, like, they're just more dangerous than fun, you know? Like Yeah, but it probably turned, 
Like, I associate you with, like, fucking... I don't I mean, I just... I think I, I knew you through, like, Wybus and Hoisington and those guys. Hell yeah. Like, you, I, maybe... But, like, I would say, like, anyone from, like, Zared to, like, Wybus and you in the middle there and Eli Reed and all that shit, like... You all grew up skating these gnarly parks, and you're all fucking ripped, so... Hey, thanks. I'll take it. Those parks may have sucked, but they produced some really good skateboarders. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I mean, what what I liked was when people started fucking just DIYing them and turning them into half, like, shit and half good, and then it's just, like, yeah. a hybrid now, you know? Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> oh, uh, crazy story, too, because, uh, Jeremy Rogers. Did you... Yeah. I, yeah, he he's from this area, too, and, uh, we just recently... We did a go, go skateboarding day. We went to Framingham and skated the park and threw, like, a skate jam. It was pretty epic. And then after, we ended up at a bar in Framingham, and uh, Jeremy Rogers' stepfather was working there. Yeah, and I gave him a, bo- I gave him a board for his bar to hang up. And uh, he, he showed me a photo. I knew it was his dad, too, or his stepdad, because I asked. I was like, oh, I just went to your house. And he was like, oh, let me clarify. I'm the stepdad, not the dad. So I was like, really awkward. <laughs> but, but he was super cool, dude. The guy was crazy. was cool. Crazy cool. Right. But a strange thing, dude, out of nowhere. I was like, what? He showed me a picture of Jeremy in the bar. Literally showed me it. I was like, nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's, like, um, I mean, yeah, that's cool. I liked, I... It's weird. It was weird as shit. It was awesome, but it was so strange. I was like, this is fucking weird, you know? Like, I don't know. It was so sick. Strange, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's sick. I mean, that's, again, like, watching people grow up and the sort of people they become, and they're weird, you know, like, that's all. That's the cool thing about skateboarding. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Agreed. Yeah, I went to, I went to Jeremy's house and recorded a podcast with him, and it was pretty sick. Right. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, he was very cool and open about it. Have you ever met Jeremy? Yeah, but like way back in the day. Like, yeah, yeah, same. I met him. I met them. I mean, I'm not even sure if I like officially met him, but like when he was like when PJ and those dudes came out to uh, LA, like in I guess 2000, 2001. I'm, I I met them all then. We skated with them a couple afternoons. Um, nice. I think we all got a ticket at skating the courthouse together, actually. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Making memories. I don't, think, <laughs> I don't think he would remember, and I wouldn't remember if PJ Ladd's video hadn't come out, like, you know, six months later and fucking blew minds. And I was like, oh, shit, that was that element kid. And, like, that was his crew. Yeah. Yeah, Jeremy is so good, dude. I remember those, oh, yeah. those videos sure. and all that stuff. is so sick. I, yeah. I when I met him, I remember him just like a hyperactive kid at Skaters Island. That's where we used to skate. He was like jumping around, being all crazy and shit. And then that video came out. It was super sick. Now, yeah. now he's like making music and stuff, which you know people hate it or love it. But <laughs> well, it's interesting. I mean, uh, you know, this has been said before, but it's like the type of music that he was doing that everyone was fucking hating on like five years ago or whatever, maybe three years ago, is actually like. 90% of the music that people make now and get rich on and everyone loves, you know? Yeah, which is, like, which is strange. <laughs> it just, well, it just sort of means that in his own way he was fucking ahead of, you know, he was like ahead of the curve and, you know, like he must have been like around the right people and had the right ideas. I mean, you know, was, I, there was definitely times when I was just like, who the fuck does this dude think he is? Yeah. But like, um, you know, he's, he was right. 
Nice. I can't believe that just came out on the podcast right there. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it's, it's not for me. I'm not saying I love it, like, but it's I'm not I'm not gonna diss the dude. I, I think I I appreciate his like his candor and his sincerity and like his uh yeah he seems like a a weird dude, definitely unique. But fuck, man, skateboarding and life we need that sort of pe- those type of people. You know. Yeah, and Jeremy's always been super nice to me. You know what I've yeah. seen happen to him a couple times at the dude tours is. Someone would come up and like diss him kind of to his face, and <laughs> that was rough. Just when he was like the height of his like trying to do his music thing, yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn. And he he always handled it well though. <laughs> yeah, it's like what it's can strange. you do? I mean, I I sort of I've learned how to deal and not deal with that shit because it's bullshit because my Instagram. But like, um, yeah, it's you know it's like you can't just like argue and you actually have to be a little bit philosophical about it. So I respect that. Yeah, take me to the Instagram because I was checking it out. You know how this podcast happened was KK here. My 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 friend Kevin was. Uh, I was like, dude, you're interning. Give me an episode. Like, didn't even know communication, and he picked out your Instagram. And then I was like, didn't know it was your Instagram because I hadn't looked at it in a long time. And then I was looking at it, and like I hadn't seen you in a while either. So I was like, wait, is that? And then I was like, then we I had Kevin look up your name and just look up uh, what was the part. What did we pull up? Oh, was New York EST. Oh, yeah, EST. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, this is Ted, dude. He's so good at skating. Like, we, I met him a bunch. I was like, you just relinked me with someone I met back in the day. Just by random chance. Yeah. Um, wait, hold on. Do you mind if I grab a beer real quick? Dude, go right ahead. No, we got it. Kevin wrote some stuff down too. And I saw you crossing it off, though. Did oh, we yeah, hit some yeah. of it? Yeah, we've been hitting a lot. Nice, heavy. Hopefully, I've, you know, in all my long answers, I've like, I've actually answered some questions that hadn't yet been asked, but, um... No, you, na- you did. You nailed them. I saw him crossing them off. I was laughing while you were talking because he's, like, crossing stuff off over there. I was like, nice. <laughs> you're like, yeah, we covered Jeremy Rogers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're going to be a critic, we got to have to... We got to go there a little bit, you know? Like. <laughs> yeah. No, okay, so, basically... I don't know how to describe it, but, um... You know, like, how on Boogie Nights, there's, like, that's... Have you seen Boogie Nights? Fuck yeah. Okay. So, you know how there's... He's that, cro- like, hold on, he's crossing it off. Okay. You had Boogie Nights? No, 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 no just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, nice. yeah, that's always the most important question on a podcast. <laughs> Boogie Nights. No, you know that, like, in, like, I don't know, it was, like, the New Year... It's, like, some party. It's, like, midway through the movie. And, like, this other producer brings in all these, like, kids, like, no-name kids, like, and they're, like, the video porn stars. Yeah. And up until that point, like, Dirk Diggler has been, like, trying to make quality movies and all this shit. Well, like, I start, okay, so, I had my own Instagram for a long time that was just basically my name, and I would put up, like, art and, like, shitty skate clips of myself. (laughs) And... Not that I was, like, concerned with, like, it being terribly popular, but it definitely wasn't. It's a for- fucking boring Instagram. Because <laughs> I wasn't using, like, the medium for what it should be used. And, like, the way you make Instagram work is you put up, you, like, you, you know, you talk shit, you put up selfies, and you fucking give other people a platform so that they can be on the thing, you know? Yeah. And it's not like I had that in mind when I started this feedback thing, but I, like... I realized, like, oh, shit, I just, like, cracked the code because, like, yeah, this is going to make my life terrible. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it all came out of just, like, I don't know, I'm sure you have these, too. Like, I have group chats, like, 
skate nerd extraordinaire group chats with like friends like in Texas and in California and like whatever. And you know, like you just talk shit and like you share clips and you kind of like you share each, you know you share your own skating, you share other people's skating, and you like comment on it. And it kind of came out of like one of my group chats, like one of my friends sent a clip of himself doing a heel flip or something, and I like sent a video response back, and then he like did one of one of my videos, and I was like, holy shit, this is fucking hilarious! Like, and if you could get that down to like a minute. Like, that's a fucking Instagram video. Yeah, you know? and you're having fun making it, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, and it's, like, <laughs> tongue-in-cheek, dude. Like, I am not... I, I mean... Yeah, like, it's... I'm never fucking serious with yeah. my critiques. Like, I... Unless, like, I am actually think that I can make a point that I know what the fuck I'm talking about, which is, like, 5% of the time. Like, I'll talk shit about a clip that I love, um, and I'll praise a clip that's terrible, you yeah. know? Because yeah. I'm like, I'm kind of just like, it's not so much the skating or my opinion, it's the fact that like, skating is fun to talk about. You know, it's fun to like, I mean, you, you have a podcast, you know this, like, it's fun to fucking think about and it's fun to argue about. And I think that even though those arguments and those thoughts and the things you say about skateboarding are always secondary to skateboarding itself, they also help, if you have an idea about skateboarding, it's going to change the way you skate a little bit, you know, and make you think about it differently. Like... All I've, I've learned a lot about skateboarding through hearing other people talk about skateboarding. Yeah. And so I, not that I'm, what I'm doing is that serious, but it's like, it's an easy way to pass the time. I, it seems in its own way, like popular enough. And I always have something to say about, you know, like, cause I fucking love skating so much. Like I'm always going to have something to say about a clip, every fucking clip is interesting to me in some way. Yeah. All so, you have to do is, like, carve out time to pay attention to it. Yeah, but it's like, it, honestly, people, you know, like, I get a lot of, like, kids being like, you're fucking loser, like, bitter, old man, your style sucks, like, blah, blah, like, you spend all your time on Instagram. It's like, I actually don't, dude. Those videos take me about 40 seconds to record. Yeah. So I, like, watch the clip, which is 10 to 15 seconds, once, I respond to it. If I have to refilm it, I've spent at most like three minutes on, on making a video yeah. that like, you know, 10,000 people are going to see like that day. Like it's not really, it doesn't take that much time. You know, I spend probably less time on Instagram than the people writing me telling me what a fucking loser I am spent on Instagram. Yeah. Well, they're crazy. But like, I'm, I have a full time job and I do a lot of other shit. Like I'm not like, 24-7 on Instagram. You know? Yeah, 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 for sure. That dude is. Whoever was saying that, what, is fully too much on. He needs a day off. Said, like, <laughs> Take a day off, bro. Are. Like, I'm not trying to say, like, I'm like, you know, I have a fucking, I'm glued to my phone in the same way that everyone's glued to their phone. I'm no different, like, but I am trying to do something kind of, like, entertaining and productive with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know, it's, it. You know, it's obviously, like, kind of, it's snowballed in a way where I'm just like, holy shit, like, it's, it's manifested, like, I've, I, I've met people from wherever I am that know me from that Instagram, which is crazy. <laughs> nice. Yeah, all my homies knew about, my, all my homies knew about your, your Instagram for a while, yeah. and they were telling me about it. What kind of beer are you drinking? Guinness. Nice, I like Guinness too, man. <laughs> Nice light beer. Yeah, nice. I haven't met someone who's liked a Guinness in a while. Good for you. Oh, dude, Guinness is great. What'd you get, the four-pack? And the cans? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't do the bottle shit, but the cans are almost like getting it out of tap. Yeah. 
I um I like creating content and like skateboarding stuff, like whether it's a podcast or like I do videos like weekly for our YouTube channel and chop it up yeah. into Instagram stuff and like post it on all the stuff. If you're hyped on something, you should create content with it if it adds value in some way or whatever, you know. I mean, you know, it's like anything. It's like uh, that medium exists for advertisers so that they can kind of get a sense of their market. But like, you can do something with it. It gives you enough freedom that you can be like, oh, like, like I'm I'm sort of doing something with Instagram. I think where I'm like kind of pushing back. I'm like, let's talk about this clip that we would normally just like look at, double tap, and keep scrolling. Like I'm like, let's think about it a little more. Can yeah. we make a point here? Like, it doesn't have to be, like, a big point. It can be funny. It can be entertaining. But, like, all I'm asking is that we, like, say something. Respond to it. Like, our response is valid. Um, but, yeah, I, you know, I like playing that role because I get to kind of, like, I get to be the bitter old man if I'm feeling like that. Or I can, like, be super supportive of, like, a little kid. I'm usually not. I fucking hate little kids. <laughs> um, you know? Like, but I... Nice. I, it's... It's cool. I mean, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to pretend like I don't like it. It's fucking awesome that, like, people send me videos and, and, like, and actually give a shit about what I have to say, even if it's a fucking joke. It's dope. Nice. That's epic. I was hyped it was you when I found out. Let's go to the list. I want to see what you have. Oh, yeah. I got a good one. Um, being surrounded by, like, so much, like, actual, like, really good art, do you have any, like, favorite skater artists, like Gons or, like, Nora Vasconcellos, people that skate and do art? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I mean, I think it's awesome that so many skate skaters do do art, and I think it like makes a lot of sense. Uh, I like some of Gonz's shit, but I can't tell whether I'm like I like it because I'm a skateboarder and I have so much admiration for him, or like I just like it because it's interesting visually. Like you know, I learned to look at art through looking at skateboard decks and through skateboarding. You know. Like, I wasn't, like, I didn't come to, like, fine art before skateboarding, so my tastes are shaped by that. But the, I will say that a lot of, like, you know, like, people who doodle and, like, do art on their grip tape or, like, or even, like, a lot of, like, people who do, like, great graphics for skateboard companies, like, I, to me, that's, it's more, it's closer to design than actual art. Like, skateboard graphics... And Sean Kleiber, you know, the dude used to do graphics for, like, you know, like, Blind and World and maybe and shit. You know, his whole point with Disposable, his book he made about art, he's just like, you know, this is kind of, like, art that's meant to be destroyed. Like, it serves a purpose. It, like, sells it sells the deck. It, like, promotes the pro. And it's supposed to look good being used. Like, I don't really put art, skateboard decks on my wall as art. Yeah. But, um, I... Yeah, let's see. I really like Neil Blender. I think, like, what he does is, like, very close to fucking, like, the type of art that has nothing to do with skateboarding that I really like. Nice. I love Gonza's shit. Like, um, you know, there are a lot of people that, like, just... I fucking hate polar graphics, and I think Pontus is, like, has no good ideas when it comes to making graphics. <laughs> but, like, you know, like, there are a lot of companies that, yeah, of course I'd like the art, um, but I, or, like, like the graphics, but I'm not, like... I would like to see that board skated, and that's about it, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I, it's fucking rad that skateboarders are into art, and, like, I like Nick Jensen's shit. I like Brian Lottie's shit. Nice. Like, uh, I like, 
this guy Raphael Zarka is this French sculptor dude, but he kind of makes art that sort of has to do with like skateboarding and shapes. I like his shit. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, does that answer your question? Like, I I don't really think about the art that I like see in a museum or study as being the same as skateboard art, but I'm, sometimes there's some good overlaps. Yeah, nice. Tell me about some of the stuff in the museum, then. Um, What's, like, well, something that would, like, blow someone away? Like, if you brought me to the museum, like, what would some what would uh, something you'd want to show me? I mean, I think probably, so if you're from, like, New England, you'd be into, like, Winslow Homer, who's one of the people that, like... I'll, I'll put it like this. Like, this is... The way that I see art is, like... Like, it serves a symbolic purpose, and that's it, you know? So, like, if art is about ideas, and it's about how, like, culture manifests. Like, if you want to learn about a culture, you look at what they make. Not what they make, like, you can learn a lot lot from, like, how cultures make doorknobs, but you can learn a lot more about, like, their values and what they consider beautiful by, like, the things that they make that are aesthetic, you know? So, um, one of the artists that I write about for my dissertation is this guy, Winslow Homer, who, like, was from Boston. He died in Maine. He lived in New York a long time. And... He did mostly, like, paintings of, like, people in the country, often fishermen or hunters. You know, it's kind of straightforward. But then you start to look at it, and you realize that, like, you know, like, when you're looking at a skate photo, like, only skateboarders can kind of appreciate, like, a skate photo. Yeah. Like, every time they get, like, a really good photographer who doesn't skate to shoot skating, they fucking get that moment when, like, the person ollies and their back foot is off the board and their board's vertical. And yeah. Yeah. They can't get the timing. They don't know the timing because they haven't gone through the motions of, like, that backside slip to, like... Yeah. yeah. Whereas, like, we appreciate, like, the full extension of the trick. Like, when the kickflip is, like, being caught or, like, the board's just, like, primo beneath the feet about to be caught and it's at full extension, like, that's the moment to get that. There's, like, two frames, maybe, and you have to decide and you're like, fuck, this is going to be a tough decision. (laughs) You know, like, how dug you are into that crooked grind on the handrail or whatever, like, you know that moment and you know when the, what makes a good photo and what doesn't, what information is there. And so knowing that about, like, skate photography, I started looking more closely at, like, Winslow Homer's, like, watercolors of fly fishing. See. And I sort of realized that he wasn't, like, he was making these beautiful uh, paintings that could be appreciated by someone who knew nothing about fly fishing, but he's also making them... For, so that fly fishermen who aren't into art can be like, oh, that fucking fish is, like, improperly hooked, or, like, that fly is, like, you know, like, <laughs> he's, like, providing these, like, little codes, and I think that's really cool. It's, like, a way that, like, like, it's, the art can be sort of appreciated on a different way, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I think all, all art kind of has that potential, like, it's not the sort of thing that you can just look at once and be like, oh, okay, Mona Lisa got it. Like, you have to fucking go back to it, and, like, looking at something over time you start to see more you understand more and also like you sort of it can't help but change the way you sort of think and like look at the world yeah yeah yeah. to me that's like a really important part of my life um you know like i love looking at a fucking ledge but like skating the ledge is better you know (laughs) like like it's it's i like Art would be, like, considering that ledge to be, like, an object that's whole purpose is to be looked at. Whereas skateboarding for me is, like, no, you fucking skate that ledge. And, like, it's cool when you see wax on a ledge and someone's painting truck marks, but it's really about, like, what you do on that thing. Yeah. 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 
Because the experience is where it is, you know? Like, if you're skating, then you're fucking, your heart's beating, you're in the moment, you're exerting. I love skateboarding. To I teach skateboard lessons to, like, kind of, like, remind me of skateboarding. This is the sickest yeah. thing. You ever taught a skateboard lesson before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was one of my first jobs when I moved to New York because I taught, I gave skateboarding lessons to Chelsea Pierce. I wasn't very good at it, um, but I definitely kind of was like, oh, this, you know, like, because I didn't, I didn't take skateboard lessons, you know? Yeah, me neither. Like, so I, I couldn't, I was just like, you know, I'd get these like really smart, like little kids from like Westchester County and, and like, they'd be like, okay, like I see the difficulty and the risk and it might be fun if I dropped into this thing, but like, I don't want to do it. And I'd just be like, dude, just fucking drop in pussy. But I can't say, say that because <laughs> your parents are paying me $150. Like, you know? Yeah. I can't, can't say that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and that's the thing is like, I did have the old guys being like drop in pussy and then you drop in and you die and you get up again and cry and the moment you're done crying you drop in and you land it and you feel stoked and everyone cheers you know like uh, you're like they're halfway right man they're halfway right (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. I mean it's just like what the amount of pain and kind of humiliation you're you're willing to like endure to to learn how to skate is what I'm used to yeah and that's partly like why like I do like being like the fucking crotchety old man on Instagram and skateboarding because it's like I do think on some level that kids don't have that anymore like they live in this world of like you know a fucking 12 year old puts up a shitty kickflip and like 150 likes later like he thinks he's hot shit because he did a kickflip at a skate park yeah it's like dude you need to know that that kickflip actually fucking sucks. Like, fuck you for looking for approval for that. You know, like, <laughs> well, you're not helping him. You're not helping him if you're just flattering him. Like, if it's not like the gnarly thing. If you're, there's definitely people that'll leave gnarly comments, and you're like, yeah, this is just. It's not even about the skating. You know, just your. I just, like, I, you know, I just think it's important. Like, I, I've, I've been skating nonstop with very. I mean, I haven't skated for a month because I broke my arm, but like, I skated the other day, like. But I've been skating nonstop for 31 years, and I think the only thing I can attribute that to is, like, humility. Like, I was just, like, you know, at a certain point, like, I knew I wasn't going to be, like, a really good skateboarder. I was just going to be, like, average, and that was cool, like, as long as I was having fun. But, like, the moment I stopped looking for approval from other people and just was, like, maybe I'm not going to be, I'm not the fucking best. I'm not going to be, like, the star skateboarder. Yeah. That's cool. Like, and I enjoy it more, you know, like... I, I don't, I just, I've seen, I, and I'm sure you have too, like, you've seen really good skateboarders, like the fucking park champ, like, <laughs> turn into total assholes. If you, if people let skateboarding, if they don't mature as they get older and let skateboarding hold them back from developing in other parts of their life, that's like a shitty thing. <laughs> yeah. I've done it. I've done it. I've done it to I mean, some degree. A little to bit. some extent, I have too. Like, I definitely have, like, you know, is the little stupid things that I've accomplished on a skateboard, which are totally average. Like, I've, like, definitely felt like hot shit and acted cocky because of them. <laughs> you know? That's corny, but, like, you learn from that. If you're a human being, which most of us are, you learn. <laughs> you, you can be like, oh, man, I was an asshole. You know? <laughs> or, like, you see someone else do that, and you're like, oh, that guy fucking sucks. Like, he's an amazing skateboarder, but what a kook. Yeah. You sort of realize that, like, maybe these are not just arbitrary judgments, but they actually kind of matter, like... Something about you learn about people through that shit. You know? Yeah, for sure. It's a community, for sure. You know, it's the test of time. Is like who's still skating. You know, like 
the idea should be to have skating in your life as long as possible, you know? So make friends instead of, like, trying to compete and beat people and all that, you know? Like, it should be sick that you have a board and someone else has a board and they, they contribute to skateboarding in some sense, you know? Like, I mean, however people do, you know? Like, I, they're, they're, like, amazing skateboarders that I admire and, like, they give me stoked to skate and I'm sure they're fucking assholes. <laughs> but, I, like, I appreciate them as, like, what they can do on a skateboard and I think that's amazing you know like that that makes me want to skate then they're doing me a favor they don't have to be cool people yeah know? yeah gnarly well, is alright here's a tough question is Andy Roy art like his whole life it's just a random question that was written down on a piece of paper I'm just reading is it is Andy Roy art <laughs> uh not very good art <laughs> it's like scribbly lines <laughs> I don't think so you mean like just yeah it's I, I think he's just like a gnarly I think I think he's a performance I'll put it that way I think that a lot of I think that like That was well put Yeah Yeah I think he's I mean You know God bless him Like I know he's, He has str- he's struggles And he has a lot of problems Yeah But I think like His No I don't think anyone Is art I think Art has to be Kind of intentional And it has to be Separate from who you are You know Nice like, Alright Art Artificial you know, it's, it's like the product of something. Nice. Well, damn, good answer. <laughs> it's just about Andy Roy. Yeah, nice. Yeah. I know. I don't know. I've like seen him around, and I watched his Instagram. I'm like, some of this shit's so crazy. You know, like he has a GoFundMe to get him new teeth too. It's like yeah. crazy. I, I mean, I I will say that like. I so hope I he's doing all right. Sorry to derail, but I hope he's doing all right in life. It seems like he's doing okay. You know. I, I, yeah, I wonder. Like, I think, like, I will definitely say that, like, from the outside, those, like, dudes, like, Phelps and Andy Roy and all those dudes that, like, you know, anti-hero dudes and thrasher dudes, like, it's easy to sort of be like, oh, my God, this is, like, not, this is a fucking joke, if you're on the outside of it. But I've, or, like, even if you're just, like, what the fuck is going on? But, like, I think those dudes are actually... They believe their shit, and they li- actually live like that. And that's, if not art, that's pretty authentic in this weird way. Yeah, it's also kind of sad, but it's fucking, you know, like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, he puts his, his shit out there. I, I, I respect him for how real he keeps it. Yeah, I hope he's. I hope he's all right, though. <laughs> I, I'm sure, like the vice coverage shit that he gets for King of the Road like doesn't hurt but I'm sure also on some level like it does <laughs> yeah you know, like like he could uh I mean he, you know he's like he's an addict and he's like trying to get his life together and he has a kid and he's like goes in and out of like having a job and packing boxes that's a lot and not having a job and you know like I think from what I can tell the people close to him uh do everything they can to look out for him but he's like kind of chaos yeah, that's like remind weird weird reference. This is getting weird. He wrote that reminds me of my mom. <laughs> my mom was yeah. just an addict and just could, same shit. Just struggled with drugs and like had kids and kept falling apart and like it's just like you're like fuck, dude. This gets gnarly, you know. So that's why when I see the Andy Roy thing, I'm always wondering. I'm like, is this art? Is he? Is it like? Is it a show? Is it? Is it his real life or like how that? You know, like to I me. I think it's all of that. You know, like. Skateboarding kind of keeps a lot of people in like an extended adolescence where they're like, Peter Pan. Their, their personalities are like, are what's being celebrated. And, and it is this very kind of immature, like hero worship shit. 
in some ways that, that I love. I think it's fucking awesome. But in some ways, I think it's, like, really damaging to, like, people like Andy Roy or whoever because they, they're, they like, stuck in this, like, world where they have... The, the gnarlier they are and, like, the fucking more chaotic they are, which is kind of all they know and they're, all they know and they're, like, their comfort zone, like, the the more props they get and the more relevant they are. Dude, that's kind of like the CKY dudes, right? Like, that sort of happened with them, too. Like, they got... That, that's exactly what happened. The hype of, like, hurting themselves, really. Oh, yeah. Fucking gnarly. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, and his... I mean, Bam was never one of my favorite skateboarders, but it was fucking sad for me to, like, hear interviews where he was just, like... All he cared about was, like, being... I mean, not all he cared about, but all he experienced was, like, being famous. And he, like... You know, it got to the point where, like, all he did was party, couldn't skate, was too embarrassed to skate because he was, like, sucking and getting fat. And then, like, yeah, it's just, it's crazy. I mean, skateboarding, it can save your life. It can also kind of ruin your life. Yeah. Not not like the act of skateboarding, but being a skateboarder and being so far in that world that, like, you don't know how to be a human outside of it. Yeah. Like, if you ask me about college, and I sort of, I went to college in a way to keep, like, keep skateboarding fun you know like I knew skateboarding would always be in my life and be the most important thing in my life but like I also knew that if all I did was skate I would miss a lot of the rest of my life you know yeah. and and also like you don't want to rel- like skateboarding's like it's a fucking gift dude you don't want to like milk it like dry you want to like kind of like cultivate it by sometimes leaving it alone and not being in that world 24-7 you know what I mean yeah like, so, I mean, look, we all, if we, if you, if you started skateboarding when you're 13, if you started skateboarding when you're 10, like, you went to school and thought about skateboarding all day, and then when you skated, you had a lot of fun. And so college and graduate school and a job, for me, are a way to extend that, where it's like, of course I'm thinking about skateboarding all day, but, like, I have to do this, like, everyday shit. I don't want to skate all day. I fucking can't skate all day. I want to skate two hours every two days you know like I want to skate three times a week and like I want it to be that's enough to maintain yeah yeah and and I'll think about skateboarding and feel like I'm involved with it but like I'm fucking 41 dude I'm not skating every day I haven't skated every day since I was like 28 when's the last time you skated not a good sign okay yeah I I have like this I broke my arm a month ago gnarly gnarly I like that that's the first time I've broken my arm but I've been, like, on a... I've been skating... I mean, honestly, my Instagram, like, keeps my head in skating, and I end up filming more clips and skating a bunch more just because of it in a weird way. I don't know if I would skate as much as I did if I didn't have this bullshit Instagram. But, like, I skate... Yeah, for the last year and a half, I've been skating a lot, like, three or four times a week. See. And, like... And, I, and I'm not, like, the sort of person, like... I don't really talk to people when I skate. Like, I'll, like, say hi to my friends, and, but I'm, like... I will skate four hours straight by myself, like, and not sit down or not bullshit, you know? So, yeah, but it's been a month and I've been kind of losing my mind because I yeah. can't, I, I cannot fall on this right now. Yeah, that'll and, fucking happen. Yeah. You gotta wait till it feels strong again, for sure, like 100, you know? And that's, this is the first, this is the second bone I've broken and I'm 41 and it's like the second time I've had surgery. It's the first big injury I've had since I was 18. Nice. And I'm stoked that I did it skating. I'm fucking hyped that that's the way that that happens. But, like, it definitely, like, made me be like, ooh. Like, okay. Yeah. 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 I, to go back to what you were talking about before, I, uh, 
I had that moment. I mean, I'm 35 right now, but I had a moment where I was like, I'm skating too much and I'm always hurt because of it. Like even yeah. I wouldn't even wait till I was fully healed, and then you just get used to the pain, you know, and you're just skating too much. It's like you need to find balance. So like there's definitely like maybe it comes with age or maybe not, but definitely too much of one thing is not always a good thing, you know. Like I was constantly hurt. I was having fun and shit, but if I rested more some of the time, I would have probably soaked more out of the time, you know. It, it really, I mean, you do have to where. <clears throat> I look. I from age ten to fucking twenty eight. I skated every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, and and when I stopped skating as regularly, I was like, oh, this sucks. Like, I'm not going to be improving. Like, I'm not going to learn to. I'm not going to be able to maintain. And it's true. I've definitely lost tricks and have less comfortable on my board. But like, it makes the times that I am landing a fucking back tail or whatever. Like, I get hyped, you know? Like, I know that I did it better 15 years ago, but the <laughs> fact that I can do it at all right now makes me fucking stoked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, sure. I don't have anything to prove to anyone, including myself. I'm just hyped to do it at all. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's good. Again, that's it's, good. That, like, it's that, like, keeping it humble thing. Like, you don't want to push yourself that naturally because if you're an adult and all you care about is doing that, you know, like, sliding a couple more stairs or fucking... You know, like whatever, like a bigger gap, like, dude, that's you're that, you're you're a child if you care about that shit. You know, well, to some degree, or you're just physically able to do it long, but it doesn't last forever. I don't know where the cutting point is, off is for certain people. I feel like shorter people can keep their pop longer. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely true. I, 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 mean, I feel like I feel my like I'm six two, and I feel like my joint joints stretching out and. You know, I don't love the way that I... I never liked the way that I skated. I don't love the way I look on a board, and it's way more awkward now. Really? Wow. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I had had really good friends growing up. I had friends with six styles, and, like, I knew I... You know, I just, like, was like, oh, I'm not, like... I don't look like that. (laughs) Like... but, But what I'm saying is, like, at a certain point, I had to really, like, think... If I like skateboarding, I have to not worry about, like, pushing myself. If I push myself, I'm going to get hurt. I just have to, like, enjoy. Like, I'm going to, as I heal, I'm only going to skate curves, you know? Like, and I'm not going to be like, oh, I should, like, you know, fucking try to 360 foot no slide this curve, even though that would be probably easy. Like, I'm just, I have to put my expectations down until I get comfortable again. Yeah, of course, of course. And I'm not gonna not skate, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, do I read that. an interview with Jeremy Declan, you know, the cliche dude. Yeah. And he was talking about how he like, you know, all he does is skate curbs now, and he like went out to Cali to skate like Venice and shit, and, and like he's like, you know, I didn't drink for a month because like I didn't want to fucking like, like fuck with my skating when I was in California, like. And I was just like, that's so sick. And he was talking about like skating with a broken arm. Cause he's like, dude, I'm 46, like. I don't know how much longer I have. I'm the, even if I can't skate at my full potential, I still have to be skating. Yeah. And I was like, that's fucking rad. I totally agree. But I still have to be a little bit careful right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's and good. I'm thinking a beer. I'm not going to go skating tonight. <laughs> yeah, it's good to put yourself at 70 still pushing around, rolling. It'd be nice. That'd be amazing. Yeah. That would be fucking sick. <laughs> it'd be scary as shit, but it'd be rad. <laughs> Just no backside flips or anything like that. Yeah, right? Yeah. That's crazy. Hey, uh, I wanted to ask you in the beginning, uh, but I forgot, was, uh, what do your parents do? Um, my mother is, she, she like, 
opened up. She was a teacher, and then she went back to school and was like a therapist. Nice. And um, she's about to retire. And my dad was a carpenter and an artist. Like Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? That actually taught me something really important. Um, he was he went to art school, and he like you know like wanted to be an artist, like made artist whole life, but. He had a family when he was pretty young. He had like four kids before me with another, with his first wife. And he wasn't selling his paintings, so he just started framing houses, you know? And he was a fucking carpenter his whole life. And I think that was a really good example for me because I was just like, here's someone who does what he loves on his free time and struggles over it. But like, he's like got a normal job, a hard job too, being a carpenter in Texas. Like, it's fucking hot there. Yeah. Um, you know, and he's, like, somehow, like, balanced... I don't think he's totally happy about it, but he balanced, like, his, like, duties as a father and, like, as someone... As a work... As someone to earn money and, like, his, like, desire to be, like, an artist and to make shit, you know? Yeah, dude, especially... Um, that always, like... That impressed me, like... So, for me, like, I was always like, yeah, of course, like, I'm gonna skate no matter what. Like, I know I'm not gonna be a fucking... I mean, I've literally... I've never been officially sponsored, dude. <laughs> you know, like, I've, I like, I've always skated for fun because I've had no choice, but, like, I've never minded because I'm just psyched to skate. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's never been a job for me. It's never been, like, a career. Yeah. Or yeah. an option. Yeah. Whenever I started, like, pursuing skateboarding, it was always in the hopes that I could just keep skateboarding. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's like rad, even really? when I tried to pursue sponsorships for money to like from to keep skating, it was just because I wanted to skate a lot. You know, like, I was like, if I could yeah. get a chance to just skate all I can and do all I can do and like travel places and like, but it was always just because I was like, well, the more I do with skateboarding, the more it'll be in my life. You know, the more people I'll meet, the more it was always like, how do you keep skating in your life for sure? Yeah, totally. I mean, I I, I can definitely see the way. I, I had a pretty stable, like, middle-class type upbringing, like, where, for me, it was never a question of, like, I have to only do this. Like, I was always just like, well, yeah, I'll go to college. And, like, I'll get a different job. And skateboarding can always be my little hobby. In some ways, I was really lucky about that. Yeah, that's awesome. And then my parents were cool with it. I mean, my being a carpenter, my dad, like, you know, he built a fucking mini ramp in my backyard with me. Like, you know, like, I launch ramps and shit like I was the fat kid with the mini ramp in his yard <laughs> I knew it I fucking yeah. knew it dude of course. yeah 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 um, just so, kidding so like we need that but, guy yeah 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 totally I mean I, I was the tag along that they kept around because I had a ramp and I didn't really skate it uh, but you know yeah it's, I was always lucky enough that like I could find time to skate and I could always keep skating like a pleasure and, and like understand it for what it was and not like I need to do this all the time to stay in this world yeah. like the world's important to me but I can take it or leave it because I can I'm not depending on it you know yeah yeah that's nice um yeah and I, I had that moment too where it's just like uh you have pressure because you're getting paid, you know? Like, your whole check is from skateboarding, and it's like, they say if you get hurt, like, if you break your arm and you're out for whatever, six months, and then it's just like... But I always relied on my work ethic. I never, like... I was always like, dude, I'll just get a job and work my ass off, like, and be good at whatever the fuck I can do, you know? Like, I think that's important, you know? Like, you definitely... It's sad when you see people that get fucked up on drugs and shit, and they get to the point where they can't, like, rely on their own work ethic, even if there's no skateboard money. That gets scary, you know? Yeah, 
Um, put it this way, like, actually, this, not, this isn't, like, terribly heavy, but, like, it's just part of life. Like, my dad was, like, 45 when I was born, and, like, five years ago, yeah, I think five years, he, he died of cancer, and, um, like, I was out in Cal, I was lucky to kind of be able to drop what I was doing and be out there with him, and, like, afterwards, I had, you know, like, I spent, like, ten days with my mom, and I had to drive his car down to Texas, so on my way down, I stopped in L.A., and think, you can imagine how heavy that shit is, right? Like, yeah, that's super heavy. Yeah, you know, it has totally just, like, out-of-body experience in a way. I actually don't remember much that time, like, but I, when I got to L.A., like, you know, I call up Manute and fucking Logan. Hell yeah. You know, yeah, and, and like, we go, you know, like, the next day, like, we, like, spent the entire day skating, just going to parks in East L.A. and, like, fucking laughing our asses off. Hell yeah. And, you know, it's like, they didn't say, like, Manute knew, Manute probably told Tino, I don't know if Kevin knew, but, like, it, like, really, you know, I was... 36 years old like it really reminded me how important skateboarding is not just the act but like the friends you make from it like I've had like Tino and Manute have like literally saved my life in, in ways like by just by being there and without skateboarding I wouldn't have those people in my life you know? yeah 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 and those like, two dudes right there are classic as hell yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah but it's like that's what's so rad about skateboarding is like it's this like it's this activity that you share and you're going to meet all these people from way different backgrounds and there that's your way to get close to people that really fucking matter and end up being really important to you yeah um, and it was, it was a cool thing because it was just like you know in some ways like my dad was one of the most supportive people for skating for me like he like built ramps and shit and he was always down to you know like I but like so I kind of like it was like I was sort of continuing this thing that like he kind of paved the way for me to do yeah that's but sick maybe overthinking it a bit but it was it def definitely felt like you know when one person's life ends you kind of rethink your life and then you're like oh shit like I'm still the same person and doing my same things and this is the way for me to kind of continue this way yeah and it's true I mean there's there's stories that's a story that's a true story it's good <laughs> yeah it's fucking yeah it was just like it was fun to skate and it was fun to talk shit and it was fun to just roll around in a car you know like with yeah. friends Cause have to, it's awesome to have that like connection with your family. That's good to have that. Cause like, I'm from a dysfunctional family where it's been crazy yeah. at times, you know, and lost people young, and just we don't have those normal stories where it's like. You have I think probably like skateboarding probably provides for you like the that community and those you know you probably have like older skateboarders when you were younger that were like people you could look up to or father figures. Yeah. And also now you you get to be like the older older figure that like kind of is a good example and a good influence and like can give good advice to like younger skaters, right? Yeah, I try. I mean, definitely, yeah. I definitely had skateboarders for sure that just like kept me like you know everyone I know is everything I know from is from skateboarding. Like even my lady I met at a skate shop, and then like in my house I'm buying right now is from the people that own a skate park. And we have a sick yeah. park out here, like. Everything, just skating has been good, you know, like in the sense yeah. of just community and people and for that, for those hard loads, you know, like. Well, it's, a, it's an amazing, it's not only is it like the 
best thing ever, like, in terms of actually doing it, but it's also you meet amazing people through it. Yeah, yeah. I know a lot of shredders, too. It's sick. And I film a lot, too. I've been filming, like, crazy, so, like, it's crazy to see people, like, you know, the long, you know, you've been escaping for a long time, and you're kind of touching on, you see people grow through a full spectrum. Like, there's kids that were in my skate camp that are just, like, so good now. It's ridiculous, you know? It's like, yeah, damn, I, like I yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, what, do you have anything else? No, sorry, I want to make sure we get to any of the questions that are left. Um, oh, yeah, here's a good one. All right. Is there such thing as a front over crook down a handrail? No. <laughs> well, that answers that. Front over crook? Yeah, like, you know, that's basically just like an overturn front nose. You know, like, that's that's how most people do front nose grinds. The, way, the other way of doing a front side nose grind on a handrail is fucking insane. Yeah. Like, a front side nose, it's basically like you're doing a nose manual, a straight nose grind, it's insane. Like, people just lock into the front thing. But backside over crooks are a thing, right? When yeah. you say back, when you think of Gershon Mosley or someone doing that. Yeah, backside over crook, yeah. Over the shoulder, like, dipped in. I do picture that, yeah. Yeah, but, uh, no, front over crook on a handrail is how you, how people do it. I wouldn't say I love it, but, like, yeah, it's, that's what, what's that, it's that trick. So it's a nose grind. But what if it's a square rail? If it's square rail, you could do a front side nose grind on it yeah. instead of like a over crook, like I guess an ollie over over crook. I think, I think it's just the way that it developed it. Just, I don't know. Like, I'm actually really not good with trick names. Like, if I think about it, like, maybe it, it works. Maybe it is a front over crook. But I would, I think that's a cool way to call it. Yeah. I call it, I call it a front side nose grind. Yeah, front side nose grind. Yeah. yeah. Because that's what it looks like. You're going front side over the rail, like, over into a nose grind. Even though it ends up in a crook, but it's like, it would look like a wheelie, a balanced wheelie grind if you just, like, it would look so yeah. weird if you just didn't pinch it or lean into it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but if square rail, you can do a front side nose grind where it's like a ledge one, but it's not an over crook. It's still just front someone, side. Wait, let me, let me just ask, like, someone fucking, when you guys were like, yo, if you have any questions for Ted, that's the fucking question that someone asked. <laughs> My buddy Diggy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. Fucking sucks. Keep going. That's a hard trick. That's a hard one. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, it sucks because I don't know the answer to it, but also, like, Dude, they get me all the time. I don't know half the names of the tricks sometimes. Or I've heard new, I've heard new names to tricks that I'm like, what? You just made up another name for it? You know what yeah. I mean? Like now it's just yeah. got this weird name that I've never heard of. I mean, we can't argue that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like trick names and I like all that shit, but I'm, I've figured out that I'm not like, I'm not good at it. Like I, I learned that lexicon in the '80s, and there weren't a lot of tricks that people talk about now. No one was doing back then, so. I'm like, I don't know, that to me that's a half cap kickflip and they're like, no, it's a fucking <laughs> What about when it gets the double flips and like five forty double flips and stuff I don't like fuck that? With that shit. I mean that's easy to just call it what it is because it's just like numbers and descriptions. But yeah. I don't like those tricks. How do you feel about a dolphin flip? I hate him. <laughs> I mean it would be amazing like to do one, but like <laughs> no one's fucking ever caught the dolphin flip. Those tricks like look so bad. You know how hard it'd be to catch a dolphin? That's ridiculous. Yeah, I know. That's the thing is, you, but you're literally kicking it down into the ground, like so. It's like that's it's a bad trick to me. Like, yeah. I, I, I do definitely. I don't give a shit. Like skate, have fun. But sometimes it's nice for me to like if someone sends me like a really bad example of a trick, I can be like, no, like on my Instagram, I can be like, no, like this is like bad for skate like this shouldn't be done like, 
sort of think that, like, you know, you should do your tricks with speed, like, the, like, you should catch your kickflips, you know, like, everything should, like, you should, ideally, you should gain speed when you land your trick. Yeah. And you should do it as high as possible, and if you can't do it high and fast, like, you shouldn't do it. And there are certain tricks that, like, you can't catch a dolphin flip. Like, the reason pressure flips and late shovets went out of style is because, like, you couldn't catch them, and catching was cool, you yeah. know? Like, catching showed that you had control and finesse and flick, and whereas, like, pressure flip was literally just, like, flipping it under you and, like, letting your feet land on it. Like, it was not, there were exceptions. Like, Javante could catch pressure flips and, and late shovets. He made them look good. But, like, most people couldn't, so they didn't work. They went out of style. They got phased out. And I feel like a lot of those, like, people don't really... It's cool that people still do those shitty tricks, but, like, they fucking suck, and they're not going to do them forever. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. I don't do them. I, I wish I could do them, though. They all seem really hard to me, because I never practice them. I always... It would be thrilling. You, you don't want to You don't want to sit in the back of a parking lot, like, just, like, literally just, like, kicking your board, like, letting it flip a million times under your feet before it lands on the ground and then you land on top of it. You're 35 years old. You want to do that. You want to refine. You might be right. I'll take your advice for now. <laughs> do you have any more? Oh uh, yeah. Who are some? Do you, have you gotten like submissions from any pros? Oh yeah. Um, yeah. What's funny is like, yeah, like Brad Cromer's sick one that I got. Like, um, damn heavy. That's a good one. I don't know. You get like, I mean, Costin sent me shit. Like, uh, wait, who? Costin. Eric Costin. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, back, yeah, we had, like, a little, like, a, like, December, January, like, he was, he was into the account, and, he, and, like, but, like, that's because, like, you know, he's, like, one, one step away from, like, close friends of mine, you know, like, he's, like, uh, so, like, he sent me, like, switchbacks at tail sites and shit, and I would, like, talk to about <laughs> Nice. Uh, but, um, yeah, you get, like, kind of random... Honestly, it's not really about, I sort of, in the beginning, I was like, oh, I want, I want, like, pros to send me shit. But then I was like, dude, this is all they do, and this is kind of their job. Like, it's way sicker to, like, talk about, like, no-name dudes, and, like, and, like, just actual skateboarding on Instagram, you know? Like, pros can film video parts, and, like, their whole shit is, like, they kind of, it's good that they're on Instagram, but Instagram is for the people, man. (laughs) Like, yeah. I, I, I honestly, like, I have their, I like, have DM conversations with, like, people in skateboarding, like, and I'll be like, yo, send me a clip, and they'll be like, nah, man, like, I don't want you to fucking talk shit, and, and part of me is like, one, you don't really understand, I'm not actually talking shit, two, like, uh, okay, like, this is your career, I get it, like, you don't need to fucking, like, like, if I'm somehow, like, affecting what, how you put food on your plate, like, don't send me clips. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Like, like, you don't need me. I'm not going to do you any favors. And and I don't honestly, like, need you in this weird way, you know? Yeah, fair okay. enough. I, I don't, it's funny, I don't even have, like, I'll, I'll get the random, like, Daryl Angel or someone who I kind of know will, like, send me a clip and I'll put it up. But, like, Jerry Sue did for a while. But that, Jerry's, like, a friend of mine, you know? Like, yeah. Uh, but I, at a certain point, like... I won't it, send you my clip, okay? God well, damn the it. thing is, it's like, if I know the person, I'm going to talk shit about them. Nice. Because so, I, I know that they'll, like, understand that I'm kidding. And 
in, in most cases, like, if it's a pro, I'm going to talk shit about him because I'm just like, no, you don't get off that easy, you know? Like, of course you're a thousand times better than, every, you know, like, I, I actually like your skating, but, like, no, I'm going to fucking talk shit about it because, like, that's the whole point. Yeah. That's what magazines used to be. I used to love them. Because you, w- yeah. you would look through them, and you'd be like, damn, these photos are amazing, these skaters are so good. That would be by yourself. And then you'd look at it with other people, and then just the jokes come out, and you're like, dude, th- it needs to be said because it's funny. And then there'd be a whole van of people just rashing. And in those moments when we were like, this is getting gnarly, I would just be like, yeah, but I hope there's a van out there doing that to a magazine full of us, you know? Like, a whole nother people destroying you with the gnarly insults. It's amazing. That's, that's like, how, like, on some level, that's how skateboarding progressed, you know? Like, if there weren't people, if there weren't someone being like, oh, that that actually, I don't care that that dude skates for a fucking Powell Peralta, he fucking sucks, you know? Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, then skateboarding doesn't progress, otherwise it kind of ossifies and, like, you know, like, there doesn't get to be the young, like, if a kid doesn't know that, like, his stupid 12-year-old kid flip is actually kind of shitty... He's just gonna be happy with a stupid twelve-year-old kickflip. Yeah. You know, like, I'll put, I, I mean, look, shit talking was a huge part of me and my friends' like upbringing. And I told you I pushed Mongo before. Like, I pushed Mongo in 1992. I spent the fucking summer at Embarcadero. I like, I was at a contest in Houston. Like, Love Child had come out, and yeah. I'm pushing Mongo, <laughs> and like. And I, I remember learning 360 flips at this contest. I wasn't in the contest. This is a contest where it's like Jamie Thomas, Jason Dill, fucking Danny Minnick, like Matt Reason, Kane Gale, like Matt Rodriguez, like all the like 90s pros. This was their like last AM contest. This is the contest that Jamie Thomas went to before moving to San Francisco and sleeping on the fucking embarkment. Like before he was Jamie Thomas. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, like he was, he hadn't been to California yet. He was on his way. And I remember learning 360 flips, like, that day, like, in the jam after the contest, like, you know, the adrenaline and shit, and I'm, like, and I'm doing them off of this, like, ledge, and, um, and I was, like, looking around, no one's fucking cheering for my fucking 360 flip, <laughs> and I remember, like, on the car ride back to Austin, it's, like, a three-hour car ride, uh, I was, like, dude, I fucking landed in 360 flips finally, like, how come no one clapped? And my friend Will was, like, you fucking push Mongo, dude. No one gives a shit like what you do. And I was just like... Harsh. Well, no. Harsh, yeah, but true. You know, so guess what? Like, within a month, I stopped pushing Mongo. I learned how to push with my back foot and made me a better skater, you know? It's like if someone had been like, oh my god, that 360 foot was so fucking sick. I wouldn't... And, like, didn't mention the fact that I... It was sucks because I pushed Mongo. Like I might still be pushing Mongo. That's you know? that's true. I always say okay. like whenever I try to teach someone not to push Mongo, I'm just like you should have options. Push multiple ways. If you're good yes. at all, you're chilling. Yeah, I mean, that's it. That's like a productive way to do it. But I like nice. <laughs> I, I think that like never being satisfying, never being satisfied, never being complacent. When you're a kid, as an adult, it's good to be complacent. But when you're a kid, if you're like oh, I could do that better, you know, like. It's very seldom that the first time you land a trick is the best time you land a trick. No, yeah, kids need to be, not just kids, but people need to be need a challenge. You know, like you shouldn't yeah. you shouldn't just let them get away with the bare minimum. Like people should work a little bit if they care about it and they're showing it off and they want to brag yeah, about it. Like, it's like put some like, effort into that motherfucker. Pop it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, pop it. And like, and also you sort of learn to like, and also just you know, I don't know. It was probably like this for you because like, but like I grew up watching videos 
being like, they're so much fucking better than me. Like, I can try to do these tricks. Yeah. And I can maybe land them. I'm never going to do it better. But, like, I'm always, like, so I just have to accept that. But it's still really fun to learn, you know? Yeah. And so, like, I, I got to improve on my own, like, on my own, at my own pace. But, um, I don't know. I mean... Yeah, I think what I, the pro- I think what the problem is with people like there's people just seeking approval or whatever for shit. Sometimes it's like a little kid that just needs like the adult to be the adult and maybe not just praise them. You know, like that's a lot of what it is. It's like kind of fake compliments just because it's easy right. to do. It's like meaningless. You know, yeah, and maybe yeah, that's yeah. why I need pe- people need the opposite because at least it might be mad and angry, but they just need someone that gives a shit about opinion that can maybe have be more tasteful with their words or figure a way to say it. You know, like. People Extremes. Realize, I get like seventy. Per, I don't know. Like more than half of my DMs that where people are sending me videos, they're like, "Talk shit about me, roast me, dude." Like, tell me how terrible this kickflip was. You know? They and want like, it. They want it now. They want the destruction. Yeah, because like they, they realize one. Hopefully, they get that it's a joke. But also that like me, you know, like saying anything about the fucking trick is the important thing. You know, yeah. like. Like, like noticing it, and like that's all people want. They just want to be recognized, you know. Yeah. Like no one's like all very seldom. Well, first of all, I mean, little peek behind the magician's curtain or whatever. Like, anytime someone sends me a clip, and I'm like, I'll, I'll like if I think I'm going to say something bad about it, I'll like message them. And I'll be like, dude, you know, like this was cool. Like if I was at a skate park, I would fucking clap for you, and you're obviously like good or whatever. Yeah. But, like, it would be entertaining if I said something, like, gnarly about it. Do you mind if I do that? Yeah. And, you know, they were like, oh, yeah, go for it. Like, cool. Like, I'm never, like, I'm never actually fucking, I don't hate any of the, these tricks. You know? Like, yeah, like I said, like. It's entertainment for the point. And if like, I actually don't like a clip, I'm not going to tell the person. Yeah. <laughs> like, because, like, you know, they, they put themselves out there. I respect them enough for, like, for that. Yeah. Um, but I, but I do think that, like, it's kind of, I'm not, you know, I know they're way better shit talkers, way funnier people, way more critical people. I'm not one of those people. I, I do think that talking shit is like a lost art form. I think it's important, you know. Yeah. It, from the moment I started skateboarding, it was a huge part of, like, growing up skateboarding for me, and I always liked it, you know, and I always liked people that could talk a lot of shit, and, like, I just think it's funny, you know? Yeah. Yeah, if it's done well. Sometimes it gets malicious, but you do it well. I appreciate it. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's like, it, it can be malicious, but then it's not funny. Like, when, when that happens, and it's obvious that the person's, like, fucking, like, bitter and shitty. I mean, that's that's what bums me out. It's like, I do, I try to respond to every person that's like, fuck you, you fucking hater. Like, I'm just like, dude... Damn. Well, I'm just like, you're kind of dumb, but, like, really not that, dude. Like, I swear to God, like, if you think about this, I'm spending spending my time, which is actually valuable, like, putting someone else on my page, which gets a lot of, like, attention, and I'm, like, trying to say something entertaining about this clip that, like, no one would talk about otherwise. Like, I'm not hating on this clip. I'm fucking, like, doing what people expect me to do, and I have... 150 other options at any time of like other clips I could be talking about, you know? Yeah. And I'm just like, it, it just, it just means that my joke didn't go. Like, if, if people see my shit and they're like, 
oh, this guy's fucking bitter and he sucks and he's a hater. Like, it means that my they didn't understand my joke. Yeah. And that's, like, I'm never like, oh, I want you to like me. Like, I'm never going to meet these people, but I'm like, oh, shit, like, what can I do to, like, make this joke that I'm fucking doing every time, like, funny to these people? Yeah. And it's, obviously, you know, like, you're not going to fucking please everyone, and, like, there are people are going to, they're really dumb people, and my jokes are not, yeah, it's, maybe the joke isn't that good sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's easy to, like, when I first saw the account, he was showing me it, and I was, like, kind of half paying attention, because he was like, yeah, he talks shit on these clips, and he was yeah. trying to explain to me in detail, and I was just kind of half doing something else, so I was like, oh, it's just a dude talking shit, and, like, you I, you see those online, you know? Yeah. But then after I actually got a chance to sit down and watch it, and then I started realizing it was you, <laughs> and then I was, like, listening, and I was like, oh, this is done so well, it's not, like, what I thought instantly, you know? Because there are people out there with craziness. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing, too, is, like, I fucking know, like, dude, if I didn't know me, and if I didn't pay any, like, I don't, I know that, like, one, I'm doing something that requires a, a little extra attention than most shit you see on Instagram, you know? So not everyone's going to get it, and not everyone's going to get me into it. And, two, like, if I weren't me, if I didn't know what I was doing, I would fucking, I'd be like, fuck this guy. Like, <laughs> Who the fuck does he think he is? I, like, I, I would care enough about skateboarding right now as a 41-year-old to be like, fuck that, that's stupid. Yeah. You know? like, I'd be like, and, unless I gave it, like, you know, watched a few videos and maybe I was like, oh, I get it. But, like, no, I mean, the whole thing is absurd. Like, there, I, my opinion doesn't matter. There doesn't need to be a fucking skateboarding Instagram critic. Like, that's a fucking joke. Yeah. So, like, I'm <laughs> operating from, from my base premise is that, like, there's absolutely no reason for me to be doing what I'm doing right now, but I'm going to keep doing it. Nice. Right? Yeah, I like that. <laughs> like, like I, 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 I'm not an authority, you know? I, I'm, most of the people who send me clips are way better than me. Like, you yeah. know, like, what can I possibly say? Just keep sending the clips because uh, I like laughing, so. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the idea. It's like, I mean, if someone else could do this better, but the fact is I'm the one that's doing it now. You know? like, yeah. I would love to see Chris Cole talk shit about clips, but, you know, he's good at talking. Well, to <laughs> me, to, well, to, like, to me, dude, I will, always was, like, I don't know, because when you're not, like, a pro anymore, or, or uh, how do I phrase this? When you're, like, getting older, and you're, like, not gonna be a pro too much longer, or whatever, like, there's a lot of dudes I know that, like, whatever, they didn't have a sponsor, or whatever, and then it's, like, they need something to do in skateboarding, you know? And I'm always, like, you know, you don't have to like stop doing shit with skateboarding just because you can't be on the pro level or whatever. There's so many different fucking roles that skateboarding needs so much help in a sense yeah. that it needs a lot the people that love it to do stuff with it so you can see authenticity and see like yeah, yeah. you can see instead of people manipulating and marketing and dollars and like people that don't even skate, you know, it's like we need the opposing of that compared to yeah. You know? yeah, I mean, hopefully that's what most of the people who pay attention to my shit like understand is that. I was never, I, look. You just I broke your tried. arm, dude. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I skate a lot for 41-year-olds. Like, like, but I was never, I never tried to make it. Like, I'll get these kids that are like, you're fucking bitter, like, you never, you, you're salty because you never made it. I was like, dude, I gave up on the idea of making it when I was fucking 15 years old. Yeah. You know, like, like, when I stopped winning, like, my... In mini ramp contest in my age division because I turned 13 I was like shit maybe I won't make it this sucks and then I was like fuck it I love skating like 
I'm 14 years old. I'm going to keep skating. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, I think people kind of get that, like, I'm a fucking huge skate nerd that still skates and, like, you know, like, I'm just talking about it. Yeah. Fuck it. Sick. Well, do you want... Is there anything else? Covered them. You're good? Ted, I've kept you long enough, man. I appreciate you coming on the podcast, though. Yeah, my pleasure. It was an honor. I'm stoked on what you do, and I I think... I, you know, I, I know you personally but I also kind of know like I've, I've read interviews and like I appreciate your candor and your perspective and it's rad that you do you're as involved as you are because we fucking need people like you yeah I appreciate it man and, and uh, likewise man I don't know people that keep skateboarding their life and stay optimistic and are successful in life whether they're fucking grinding 20 stair rails or just like back at the curbs like people that just keep it going and keep the tradition going too you know like that's part of the less the skate lesson thing that's awesome but I don't know. Yeah. It's just rad to like keep that spark going. You got you got it, you know? Sick. Well, I'll be at the curse. <laughs>